Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 20th of April, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The Patagonia region kicked off the election year on Sunday the 16th with both the Rio Negro and Neoquin provinces electing new governors. The opposition candidate, Rolando Figueroa, ended the four-decade rule of Movimiento Popular Neoquino and former Rio Negro governor Alberto Wirtelneck was elected back into office. Figueroa won as the candidate for the Comunidad Alliance of former President Mauricio Macri's pro and the UCR forces. Macri hailed the victory as a historic triumph in a post on Twitter on Sunday night. Neoquen and Rio Negro are two of the 16 provinces that will hold gubernatorial elections at different dates than the federal ones. Speaking of voting and democracy, the Secretariat of Human Rights has launched a website with information on all the cases against those involved in Argentina's last dictatorship called Crimes Against Humanity. The website aims to highlight delays in court proceedings as it includes details on all the perpetrators that have been sentenced since 1985 and the ongoing trials. The website is a multidisciplinary project that gathers data from different areas dedicated to human rights, including victim support and human rights organizations. In case you want to check it out, follow the link in our show notes. Since we started on politics, let's catch up on the latest in international relations. Last week, Wendy Sherman, the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, visited Buenos Aires to continue with the agenda drawn up between Joe Biden and Alberto Fernandez during the president's recent visit to Washington. Sherman participated in a press conference with local media outlets where she conveyed a very clear message that Biden's government in Washington supports negotiations between Argentina and the IMF and that it is necessary to fix the country's macroeconomic situation. On that note about the U.S., an article over at the Buenos Aires Herald denounces how U.S. guns, many of them exported legally, are flowing into Latin America as a whole in an iron river, ending in the hands of drug cartels and abusive security forces. Activists are calling for greater oversight from U.S. law and federal agencies. Most sales are going to Brazil, Mexico, Guatemala, and Colombia. Moving on, Argentina has secured a series of investments. On Thursday the 13th, the government announced a $500 million investment from the Saudi Fund for Development, which is some rare international financing. The state-run Saudi Fund is putting money into food and energy products, including the Nestor Kirchner gas pipeline that's expected to be finished this year. It's not clear exactly when the funds will arrive, but the announcement comes just two weeks after President Fernandez said he's seeking to secure a bridge of financing to offset losses from a severe drought. On that note, the World Bank also joined the the list of organizations providing financial support. The institution has lined up $950 million destined for different projects in May and June. This is in addition to the support pledged by the Inter-American Development Bank, which approved a $200 million loan a couple of weeks ago. Speaking of projects, 
thieves heisted about $1 million in gold from a mining project in Santa Cruz province. Thieves broke into the gold room at the Cap Oeste project, which is run by Patagonia Gold Corporation, and escaped with about 500 ounces of gold. We mentioned the Nestor Kirchner gas pipeline earlier, and it's worth mentioning that the project has reached the halfway point. Agustin Jerez, the president of the state-owned company Energia Argentina, SA, said it will be completed by mid-June. If that happens, and assuming it will be working soon after, the pipeline may save the country $2.2 billion in fuel imports by the end of the year alone. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Tourism is more into spending millions. The fourth edition of Previate program was launched this week, which offers a cash back for Argentines traveling within the country during the low season. From the 19th of April to the 25th, travelers will be able to upload invoices of purchases made with registered tourist service providers and get 50% of that back in vouchers for future travels. Travel agency, transport, and accommodation fees are capped at 70,000 pesos, about 325 U.S. dollars at the official exchange rate, and participants must spend at least 10,000 pesos to participate, less than 50 U.S. dollars at the official exchange rate. Plus, travel dates must be between the 24th of May and the 30th of June. Since we're on the topic of traveling, some 2.65 million people moved around the country this Easter, 1.5% more than the previous Easter holiday. In terms of spending, it's hard to compare it to previous years due to inflation, but about 96 billion pesos were spent, suggesting steep price increases. If you're planning on traveling by car, but by car, you may be pleased to know that the major fuel suppliers in Argentina have agreed to extend their price control agreement with the government for another five months. This means that they will cap price hikes until August in a bid to assist the government's attempt to tackle runaway inflation. The move is part of Economy Minister Sergio Massa's Precios Justos price control scheme. If you're outside Buenos Aires, you may want to take this opportunity to drive up to the city. The 47th annual Buenos Aires International Book Fair will be running from the 27th of April to the 15th of May and will honor Argentina's 40th democratic anniversary and acclaimed authors from across Latin America. It is one of the largest and most important book fairs in the Spanish-speaking world, featuring a wide range of events, including book presentations, conferences, workshops, and author signings. This year, Santiago de Chile was selected as the guest city of honor. Free admission will be granted on all days for children aged 12 and under, visiting schools, people with disabilities, and teachers. During Monday through Friday, free admission will also be available for students, retirees, and pension holders. For the rest, tickets will cost 800 pesos for Mondays through Thursdays and 1,200 pesos for Fridays, weekends, and bank holidays. They can be purchased on the fair's website or in person at La Rural's box office. We'll include the link in the show notes. Meanwhile, another cultural event wrapped up on Sunday the 16th, the Seo de Buen Diseño Fair, a huge event for the design industry in Argentina, 
featured conferences on industrial design, innovation, and branding. One of the main products showcased at the fair was a virtual reality simulator for cranes and tractors designed by Delta 3, aimed at training machinery operators. The product is being sold to companies such as IPFA and Techint and overseas. While the capital has a lot going on, renting is anything but fun. Last week, we talked about the city government's plans to change the rent law. A few days later, City Mayor Horacio Rodriguez Larreta proposed three measures to replace it. These measures include credits and tax breaks toward the conclusion of rent contracts, assistance with security deposits for tenants, and reforms to place vacant housing on the market. Rodriguez Larreta described the situation as the biggest housing crisis in 30 years. We're wrapping up the episode, but we can't leave without mentioning that the football superstar and national hero, Lionel Messi, has been named in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2023. Fellow sportsman Roger Federer penned a special tribute highlighting Messi's consistent greatness over so many years, as well as his many achievements. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It's rare, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it will tell you about what is motivating all this. Link is in the show notes. Let us know what you think at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.